Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven. No sorrow there. Oh, I'm going to the city. Hi, everybody. God bless you tonight. Welcome to the prophetic news radio broadcast on Prophecy Zone. And uh, we are going to be playing an interview that I did on Saturday with Kevin Oliver. It's a really wonderful interview about the cult dynamics of the New Birth Church with Bishop Eddie Long. And uh, it's a very timely interview, so uh, listen carefully and be blessed. So I'm going to play it for you now. The The chat room's open. I will be checking the chat room. And, uh, we are going to have a special program for you today. We have Kevin Oliver of Not Your Typical Negro, he has a wonderful YouTube ministry, and uh, we'll be talking to him in a few minutes. And we're going to uh, be talking about the cult dynamic, dynamics and Bishop Eddie Long, uh, some of the controversy there with the uh, New Birth Church, and uh, that'll be a great interview. So uh, also I want to uh, make you aware of our chat room. The chat room is open, so I'll be checking the chat room throughout the hour. Also, we will be repeating this interview Monday evening on the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, you can check out our website, propheticnews.com. We also have a YouTube ministry, and our YouTube channel is Jonah. T for Tom 48, and I'll be posting a new uh, YouTube video today about this situation with uh, Benny Hinn. Uh, There was some news that broke the other day that uh, Benny Hinn is being sued by Stephen Strang of Charisma Magazine because uh, he had contracted to do a book, he's done several books, I guess, with uh, the branch of uh, Charisma Magazine's publishing company. And uh, they they make you sign a contract, and when you sign the contract, you have to sign a morality clause, so which means that uh, you have to behave yourself because uh, they won't be selling too many books if you have a moral failure and they've already paid you. They paid him $300,000 advance to uh, write this book for them. And then he had this incident with Paula White a few months ago, and Benny Hinn, who is not yet divorced, who's going through a divorce, but it's not final anyway, uh, the National Enquirer published some pictures of him in Rome with Paula White, on a little holiday 
doing business for the Vatican. Uh, I don't know what that's all about, but it's strange. Anyway, um, Stephen Strang was a little upset about this because uh, Benny Hinn wasn't promoting his book, and he had violated the morality clause. So um, Stephen Strang was asking for the $300,000 back that he advanced to Benny Hinn, and Benny Hinn said that he would pay him back, but he has yet to pay back Stephen Strang, so they have filed a lawsuit. You can see the actual lawsuit uh, on the Internet. Uh, You can go to the Seminole County website and see that the lawsuit was filed. It was filed because Benny Hinn admitted to Stephen Strang that um, it was inappropriate behavior with Paula White, uh, whatever that means. Uh, Well, I guess if you're still married, you're not supposed to be dating your girlfriend. I think that might be inappropriate. But uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. I think it's very strange that uh, Stephen Strang of Charisma is suing Benny Hinn since, for the most part, Charisma Magazine has been responsible for promoting uh, these heretics and false prophets and making big money. But uh, I'm hoping that they too will repent and stop promoting uh, false prophets and false teachers and take a stand for the real gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen what's going to happen with the Eddie Long situation. And I'm going to bring on my guest and find out what he has to say about it. Hey, Kevin. Hello, Susan. How are you? Good. It's nice to hear your voice again. It's good to good to hear from you as well. I've, I've been listening to your program as you've been talking to uh, to some interesting people over the past <laughs> few weeks, and uh, yeah, it's so, fun. It makes my day. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a wonderful day here in Atlanta. It's good to see it's finally warmed up, and so yeah, it feels, feels good. It feels good out yeah, here. Yeah, feels good. Spring is. Uh, Spring has sprung, as they say. Yeah, the flowers yes. are starting to bloom outside and the trees. And uh, I heard a pack of coyotes this morning. I was <laughs> glad to hear them because uh, I, I like to know that they're still around, the wild animals. <laughs> right, yeah, because, they, you know, they, they seem to be uh, dropping dropping dead every time you turn around. we got birds dropping dead and yeah, out of the sky and cows and and uh, you know so uh, yeah so yeah it's good to know some some animals are still you know because you know the animals they they typically uh, you know they their behavior is an indicator um, usually they're the first the, the indicators of when there's a sign of trouble you, you remember yeah. when the when the um, when the tsunamis hit over there in Southeast Asia. Uh, many people reported that the animals, uh, you know, long before that the wave came, that they had started heading for higher ground. And uh, I'm not from the country, but, you know, I've heard many people from the country talk about how the animals have peculiar behaviors 
when the weather's about to change and so forth. So yeah. there, there's no there's no doubt that we're living in some strange times. So, uh, you know, the way the animals are behaving and, and what's happening to some of these creatures that we, we're going to talk about today. The way today. the creatures are behaving. <laughs> that's, that's, an, that's an indicator as well. So <laughs> Yeah, I but never I'm, thought I, I was going to see this level of apostasy and um, how successful they've been mm-hmm. at fooling people. I imagine that you get uh, the same type of emails I get from people. Oh, absolutely. That, uh, and... You know, it's like uh, they left their brain at the door. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and... Incidentally, you you were talking about Stephen Strang uh, and who's the the publisher of uh, well, I think he was the the owner of Strang Communications. I think they're now Charisma Communications, but he he he's owns and started Charisma Magazine and yeah and some other other uh, magazines. And he is apparently suing uh, Benny Hinn because Benny Hinn uh, has admitted to him that he. In one way, somehow or another, he's violated the morality clause, and that was yes, very, he admitted it. Was very, it yeah, very very interesting story. Um, what's what's kind of interesting about that is that you know Steve Strang has gotten a lot of criticism over the 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 past few decades because I mean basically you could say that Stephen Strang built his empire on the backs of false teachers. Yes, he, he did. Yes. Because Charisma Magazine is basically its 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 mission is to, to chronicle the 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 charismatic movement and to, to kind of yes. sort of track and keep up with the, the you know the main preachers and the main um, uh, events occurring within uh, the charismatic ministry charismatic movement and. Um, uh, we don't. I, I don't. We don't necessarily have a lot of time to go into that. I guess today, but uh, but Benny Hinn was is a very key figure in the charismatic movement. You know, mo- pretty much many of the so-called prosperity teachers that we talk about. A lot of that stuff yeah. came from. So the charismatic movement and the uh, the Pentecostal movement. There are a lot about these two two movements that they, that are kind of the same, but there's some things about them that are distinct. But they they pretty much have a common history in terms of some of the things that they they believe and teach. But uh, I just think it's 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 just interesting that Stephen Strang is sort of suing Benny Hinn. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like he's biting. It's almost like he's biting the hand that feeds him. I mean, it's kind of it's really it's really odd that yeah, that it he, is. That he, that he would go after him in, uh, in, in that way. Uh, yeah, but I guess more. like he's had enough. Maybe he's well, had enough. <laughs> yeah, maybe he has. And you know, another thing is, you know, Stephen Strang is uh, he has moved up in prominence in terms of political power. Uh, he's a he was a favorite of the of the Bush White House. Uh, oh. He's sort of he's sort of in those in the in the powerful political circles. So. I think that uh, you know, as you kind of get higher up in those circles of power, you have to maintain a particular image. And yeah. I would imagine I would imagine that him suing uh, Benny Hinn uh, is a, is an effort to sort of preserve um, his his company's image in some way. 
maybe he's trying to cut ties with Benny Hinn. I don't really know. It's just very odd all around. Yeah, it's odd. It's yeah. odd, but I guess he doesn't need Benny anymore. Too. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> I guess he realizes that Benny's star is about to fall. Oh, what uh-huh. the thing that I I could see out of all of this too is that Benny has been uh, asking for money constantly lately. He can't pay his bills. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not too long ago, he was bragging on TBN how he's somebody really blessed him with a large sum of money. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. wow, Stephen Strang must have seen that and said, well, where's my 300000 yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty and, funny. Uh, Meanwhile, Benny's paying all these millions of dollars for uh, TV time, and he's not paying his bills. So I I think it's only the tip of the iceberg. I expect a lot more lawsuits to follow. I would would agree with that. Yeah. So there's another interesting lawsuit down there around your way with uh, Eddie Long. Uh, That's right. So um, Eddie Bishop, Eddie Long is... He's also sort of affiliated with the charismatic movement somewhat, but uh, but he is his troubles began legal troubles began what uh, sometime last year when these four young men came forward and filed a lawsuit accusing him of 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 um, some sexual coercion or some some inappropriate behavior and and some other things and it's it's been detailed in the lawsuit. And Bishop Long has not. Uh, he he's, he's responded in a very peculiar way to those accusations. Uh, he, he hasn't really give a he hasn't really given a clear, direct, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, unequivocal response to that, saying that he ha- that he hasn't done anything wrong, but or he hasn't done what he's been accused of. He hasn't really said that to, I guess, to some people's satisfaction, but I, I guess his response has been satisfactory to, to keep a certain amount of people there in his congregation. But anyway... Yeah, um, has, so, have they, has he lost many of the people I, that were attending his church? I, I know people personally who attend his church and say that many people have left. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also important to keep in mind that Bishop Long is the uh he is the the he's over a, an organization called the Father's House and not pe- not many people know this but if you go and I'll put a link in uh in the chat room to this and I'll also put it uh maybe we can put it on your page later but he yeah. this organization called the Father's House and it's and it's basically it's a network of of churches that he is I guess pretty much like the the bishop over all these churches. Yeah. And so this is a, a massive organization. So you got churches all over the country from the East Coast to the West Coast that are in a so, some sort of partnership with him and uh they they are Bishop Eddie Long is their quote their quote unquote covering. Um so uh so he has a lot of backing. This this thing is not just about the new birth church congregation here in Lithonia, Georgia, which is which by the way I live what two miles from that church. So yeah. this is bigger this is bigger than just Eddie Long. This is about uh uh, uh 
you know, probably hundreds of thousands of people and, and, and uh, you know, probably hundreds of pastors who are um, supporting and, and holding this man up. Oh, so the pastors actually are still supporting him and they haven't asked him to be accountable? Uh, well, I don't know exactly who has asked what. I'm not, and there's no way for me to find that out. Yeah. But I do know, but but I do know that that those these churches apparently many of these churches are apparently still supporting him. And yeah. if there are any any pastors or churches who have withdrawn their support from him, I I don't really have a way of knowing or verifying that. But I do know that with him being the bishop over this organization, over the Father's House, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if if. Um, I mean, if if half the people left left this organization withdrew their support, he still have considerable support. There would still be a lot of people, you know, supporting him. Yeah. So, um, so, but you know, so the, this 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 situation with the with the young men filing a lawsuit that was that's one set of legal troubles, and then right after that, um, there was. A, a situation came up with a a company called Matrix Capital. Yeah. And uh, now Bishop Long has been having uh, apparently over the past couple of years, a year or so, he's been having people come in and do these wealth building seminars or these financial empowerment seminars, whatever you want to call them. And these speakers come in and they. Uh, you you probably heard of seeing or seen these types of these empowerment seminars. Yeah. They're pretty much all, all the same. Yeah. Well, when, when, the, when the Matrix Capital came in, there was a gentleman by the name of Fred Lee. He came yeah. in, and uh, long story short, he the, the service he was supposedly providing was a, a way to to assist um, homeowners who were in foreclosure. Oh. And. By doing business with this guy, uh, we find out, you know, approximately a year later that dozens of people in the New Birth congregation lost their homes. Wow! They never they never got the services they were they were uh, promised. Um, a big mess. There was a news story about it here in Atlanta, but didn't really make that much of a ripple nationwide. Oh. Okay. And he yeah. never. Oh. He, he never and he never responded to it. There's no record of him responding to the situation whatsoever. Uh, I checked with the news reporter who reported the story. I looked on his website. There's no press release, no nothing. All right. So that's that's legal situation number two. So we had first the sexual allegations and then Matrix Capital. Yeah. And then about what a, a last month, a second uh, financial scandal, uh, legal scandal comes out where a gentleman by the name of Ephraim Taylor. Yeah. He he supposedly this millionaire business whiz young guy about in his late twenties, he came in and did a financial empowerment seminar in Bishop Long's church and apparently got some people to invest some money with his company, supposedly to invest in some IRAs and some other products. Well <laughs> we find out. Product. We find right. We find out. We find out now that uh, 
a million dollars apparently has not been people have been asking to have their money returned they've been yeah. asking for Bishop Long's help and um Bishop Long came out and did a a, a very strange YouTube video uh-huh. uh to the, supposedly responding to this situation but it turns out the only reason he did that video was because a news an investigative news report was breaking the next day on Monday. It was going to break the oh. Yeah. So the story broke was by Fox 5 Atlanta sent, uh, explaining that this money that people were giving for these investments, the investments were, now, now get this, you won't believe this, there were, the investment opportunity was actually in gambling machines. <gasps> wow. I don't know if you I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't but, know that. Yes. So uh and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a link to that in your uh chat room as well. Yeah. Um but uh wow. now just to give you a little bit more detail on it, um these in 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 the Virginia Beach area I don't know if you've ever seen these gambling machines. You know how if you go in the convenience store and people sit at these gambling machines or yeah. they have these little cafes in it, these gambling yeah. cafes where people go into the computer and the computers are all set up and they go in there. Well, um, that it was that type of operation. And uh, in the Virginia Beach area, the DA's district attorney's office and um, – the police shut down several of these cafes that were operating illegally. Well, it turns out that one of those operations were owned by Ephraim Taylor, the same man who came wow. who went to New Birth and sold these investment opportunities. That company has been indicted in the state of Virginia. Uh, and it turns out that the gambling opportunity, the investment opportunity that Ephraim Taylor was was offering is is illegal in several states in the United States. So essentially, we have Eddie Long, who is the pastor of New Birth. He is allowing people to come into the New Birth Church and essentially take advantage of his congregation. He's not doing due diligence or someone who is in a position of responsibility uh, or under his authority is are not doing their due diligence and the congregation is suffering and Bishop Long is not taking responsibility so um that's that's the situation so we've got three legal scandals and Bishop Long is just going on about his normal business as if these things are just as if he has no responsibility, as if he didn't know, and it's just it's it's re- it's really odd and it's very unfortunate. You got a lot of people out here hurting. I know people personally who have lost money, wow. uh, and it's it's really bad. We're talking about people who invested, you know, supposedly invested, you know, eighty thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, one wow. person. Someone report uh, invested up to two hundred thousand dollars. Now, on one hand, you can say investing in gambling machines and casinos—you should know that that's not God, and 
<laughs> you know, these people deserve these people kind of deserve what they got. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I mean, Bishop Long brought this guy in there. That is amazing. Uh, so. It's it's amazing that the people there have not revolted. I, I mean, I, I yeah. don't understand why they don't just go in there and overturn the the money changers' tables. There well, has to be some angry people. Well, there's some. There's probably some angry people, but most of them are under a spell, Susan. Yeah, so that uh, brings us into our topic today, is the <laughs> cult dynamics of Eddie Long. You know, so so you so you uh, you're ref- you're referring to a video that I did on YouTube. Yes, and it was and, excellent. Uh, I thought it was really right on point. I think it's called uh, A Lesson in Cult Dynamics. Yeah, A Lesson in Cult Dynamics featuring Bishop Eddie Long. Yes. And I'll tell you very quickly about why I did that video. A lot of the videos that I do on YouTube are, um, they're they're in response to to questions. Typically in response to people asking me (laughs) the same questions over, over and over again. So when people are asking me questions, I say, okay, God, it's just, it's, it, I, I may ask the Lord about, about it or pray about it, but sometimes sometimes I just kind of just get tired of people asking me the same thing, so I just do a video so I won't have to answer the same question again. Now, in, in this case, it was a little bit of both. Um, I had run into a person, um, encountered a person maybe uh, a week before I did the video. And it was a person I hadn't seen in a long time. And we were in a conversation and she told, she asked me, she said, so what do you think about Bishop Long? And I said, well, I said, my my belief is that Bishop Long is, is a false teacher. And I said, uh, I said, now, I can go into that in more detail if you'd like and explain why, but he teaches several things that are not taught in Scripture at all or are against the consistent teaching of Scripture. And I said and the other yeah. reason is the other reason is I feel that he's a very a very dangerous man as well. Yes. Uh, he's, and um, she said, hmm, okay. She said, well, I go to um, New Birth. <laughs> she said, and I oh. He said, and I've been going there for eight years. Wow. And she, she went on to tell me about, well, I understand that a lot of people don't, you know, agree with Bishop Long, et cetera, et cetera, but, you know, he he has really helped me um, to, you know, to, to develop spiritually. And, and it's funny, as I'm saying this, I'm looking in the chat room and I see my sister there. We were just having this conversation before I came on, on the air, yeah. She was telling me about a similar conversation she had with a friend about Eddie Long. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. not Eddie Long, but 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 about Creflo Dollar, where uh-huh. you know she, this person was saying, you know, I know you don't agree. A lot of people have something to say about Creflo Dollar, but he helps me. I get something out of it, right? Yeah. So I did this video sort of in response to people like uh, like the the, the sister uh, I just mentioned, as well as. The, the the lady that I was having conversation with, this person was telling me that they go to New Birth, they've been there for eight years, and they have been helped. That they that they have 
grown, that they have had a positive experience in all those years being there. And I can't really argue with the person on the spot and go through all his teachings and and go through this and go through that and go through that. I just had to just listen to what the what the lady had to say and and I told her after she revealed to me, I said, well, I said, um, I'm sorry if I found it, you know, kind of harsh when I was talking about your pastor. I said, it wasn't my intention to, you know, to offend you or to be too harsh, but you asked me a question and I had to be honest. Yes. And, and uh, so, you know, she and she respected me saying that, but I thought about that after I left her. And um, I had remembered that someone else had asked me, the same question about Bishop Long before. They said, well, why do you um, always put things about Bishop Long on your Facebook page? Now it's my Facebook page, and they're asking me about why I do stuff on my Facebook page. <laughs> so so I said, you know what? I said, uh, so so I started, I started really kind of, um, you know, praying about that and, like, and thinking, well, am I really too obsessive about, Bishop Long, am I really so? And then, as I was praying about that and kind of, you know, meditating on it, I was on YouTube and I saw this video on on uh, on YouTube, and it was Bishop Long was in a service, and he was ordaining some pastors. You remember when I talked earlier about this Father's House organization? Yeah, that he's over. So what yeah. he was doing is what he does is when when these pastors agree to join his organization, he lays he, he has the special service and he oh, lays that's hands. Oh, that was yeah. Right, he lays hands on them. He or quote unquote ordains them, and so make, that's the whole official ceremony for bringing them into this fellowship that he's over. Yeah. So this video was some footage of that. Yeah. And he, he was giving some remarks before he laid hands on them. And I was watching these remarks and watching what he was saying, and the Lord told me to just, you know, I just paid attention to what he was doing, and I was amazed at how uh, how out in the open <laughs> the what I believe to be the practice of witchcraft how yes. open how open it was taking place how how in full display it was yes. and happening in front of uh a church full of folks it was probably being broadcast on the internet and like no one was saying anything no and i, just, and I thought it, it looked was, like a bunch of little lost sheep over there yeah i was susan i was disturbed at what, what i was watching i was so yes. vexed and um and what i decided to do and what and if you watch the video all i do is i record um the this these maybe 10 minutes of remarks that he makes and i i let it play and i pause and i point out to people take a look at what he's doing this is what he's doing this is the reason why he's doing it so on and so forth. I sort of walk people through so that when they so to answer the question, well, what is the problem that you have with Bishop Long? Why is Bishop Long such a dangerous man? And the reason why is because 
Bishop Long, as I say in the video, he uses the, the virtually the same tactics as David Koresh, Jim Jones, the Ku Klux Klan, and any other uh, cultic or, or cult, cultic organization you want to name. Wow. And the, the things that he that he the tactics that he uses are are very dangerous, and I, I, I did as best I could to to walk people through and show them why what he was the things that he was saying and doing why they were dangerous, and so in in hopes of 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 just educate educating people and and getting getting them to. So, so those that have an ear to hear and eyes right. to see that they might hear and see, and um, so that was what that video is all about. So, and you see some very disturbing things that he does. Um, the very first thing that he does, for example, just to give an example, is yeah. he says, "I have an there's an anointing." He says, "Quote: There's an anointing that rests on my life that I'm about to share with you." Now, at that point, I pause the video and I talk about how he is, first of all, whatever anointing a person has, you don't own the anointing. You don't have any control. You don't have any control. There's no scriptural basis whatsoever to support the concept of a person having an anointing that they can control and that they can distribute out and share yeah. with other people. Yeah. The, the the anointing is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who anoints and, empo- and, and empowers people to equips them to do a work on, yeah. on His behalf. You don't. Yeah. You don't. The anointing is not uh, uh, some superpower that you possess that you can just you know manipulate at will. But see, yeah. Bishop Long makes these people think that he has this kind of power. Yeah, and, and, and by making people think that he has this kind of power, then he is painting himself as a as an as an object of worship. Subconsciously, people will fear and even worship Bishop Long because they believe that he has a special power at his well, disposal. He's been very that, effective at that. Absolutely, absolutely, and. He, and, and when we're talking about Eddie Long and him using these these various tactics, there are preachers in small churches with 50 members that use the same tactics that oh, he does. Oh yeah. So so and 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 it's, so it's not an issue of Bishop Long being a pastor of a mega church. It's not an issue of him being black uh, or or anything like that. It has nothing to do with. This is not a, an issue of race. Or, yeah. Uh, or or church size or. Or, or what have you. This is a, this right. is an issue of demonic influence, demonic powers being at work, and the the failure of of discerning people uh, in, in in the failure of people to discern what is what is taking place in front of their right. Very eyes. Right. That's the that's the amazing thing is the failure of the people to discern what's actually happening happening. Happening to them now? How does that happen? That they fail, well, they become so deceived that they fail to realize what's happening to them. How does that happen? It happens. It happens so many ways. I think that 
you know, one of the ways that it happens is, you know, I, I've got this video up on my screen, and I'm looking at it now, and I'm seeing how these, he's on the stage, and he's got these uh, probably at, at least 15 or 20 elders or pastors standing in front of him. And one of these persons standing in front of him is uh, Bernice King, who is the, do- the daughter of Martin Luther King. Yeah. The the the, vi- the video footage that I feature in my video is from a service that was performed in 2003. So, oh. So that and that is that's when Bernice King joined this church and became an elder. Oh, I see. And, uh, and so I'm looking at these people, some of them with gray hair and yeah. Um, you know, I can only I can only and I I know that some of these people have have had uh, very extensive. Uh, Bible training and seminary training. I know, for for yeah. example, Ber- Bernice King, for example, went to ITC. She was she got a law degree from Emory. So this oh. is not so so. It, this is not an, an issue of intellect, Susan. Right. I mean, these, obviously, these people have their brains function on a certain level, uh, uh, at least in the world. But somehow, so so that is a clue that these people are. Under some kind of other influence, yeah. So, so is it so so to ask you a question as to how this happens, I think one, I think that they that that, that there's something that they desire more yeah. than Christ than Christ, and they're they, yeah, they're willing right. they're right. willing to compromise they're yeah. willing to compromise what they what they know. Or with, or the, what they have the ability to know, in 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 favor of title, position, yeah. or the approval of of man. In in, yes. this, in this yes. in this case in this case Bishop Long. Yeah. And then, and we so I would say that that's part of it. So you know, man's own lust. And then the scriptures also talk about. Uh, uh, how Satan is in Second Corinthians four talks about how the God of this age, referring to Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so they cannot see uh, the the light of the gospel, and they do not understand this message. Uh, so, uh, so, so we have, so there are some people who have truly been blinded by Satan, by Satan himself. And there are people who have been who are blinded by their own lust. Uh, so the, I would say that to you in terms of answering the question as to why. Yeah. Um, it, it takes you know, take, it takes the people again uh, through a, a few more points though because I think mm-hmm. one of the things that I find interesting with the church today is how people have lost their ability to use their critical thinking. Well, I hear so much about that critical thinking. And um but I but I see that it's very true. They they try to shut off their mind. It's amazing to me that a man could have these kind of accusations against him mm-hmm. and all the other problems and yet people still are clamoring for him. It's really an amazing thing. It is, and, and and this is, you know, this is, in terms of the critical thinking, let's talk about that for a second. Um, over the past, 
20 or 30 years or so, there's been a, an assault on um, on reason. Yes. And, and and I want to be very careful because the scriptures do do sort of uh, uh, talk about human reasoning and how that um, talks about the, the 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 human. It speaks sort of teaches against human reasoning over 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 God's reasoning over spiritual over the, over things that are spiritual. So so it does caution against against that. In, yeah. one, in one sense, in one sense, but scriptures talk about how the Christian is born again, or the need to be born again. And we talk about being born again. We're not. We're completely made new creatures in Christ. Yes. So yeah. that includes that includes our minds as well. Our mind. Yeah. And then and then there's. The Apostle Paul talks about in Romans that he, he says, "I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of Christ, to present your bodies uh, a living uh, sacrifice, fully acceptable to God." And he, and, and he also talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of mind, yeah. And so, so there's this constant. Uh, and then you know Galatians five also talks about being continuously being filled with the Spirit. It talks about so yeah. so there's this this constant um, uh, process that the Christian goes through in becoming more and more uh, conformed to the image of Christ, and and part of that uh, is it involves. Surrendering, uh, surrendering to God's truth. When we encounter new information, when we encounter truth that God reveals to uh, to us, we have to surrender our minds and surrender our will to that truth and conform to that truth. Yeah. And uh, and when you look in the New Testament, especially in the writings of Paul. Particularly in Romans, when he talks about everyone is familiar in Romans, I think in Romans seven, how he talks about this struggle that he has within, how he yeah. desires to, to serve God, he desires. He, oh, wretched man that I am, I think. <laughs> right. So you see a picture of a you see a picture of a of an apostle, no doubt. Yeah. Who 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 was knocked off his. Of course, he he saw, he saw Christ and was called personally by Christ in the ministry. We see a man who is thinking very seriously about his state, about his condition yeah. before God. He is ever yeah. he is ever aware, constantly aware of that. And this is the same way that the Christian should 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 live. Not not the same. We should be under condemnation all the time, no. worrying about what, what sins we could, we've committed. But this is. Our existence does not involve, as a Christian, just we we become saved or wherever we go to church and we just stay in this. As my friend in the chat room, uh, again, the same friend I'm talking about, she refers to this perpetual state of adolescence. Yeah, right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. 
Right, like right. That. So we we have we yeah. have to we're constantly growing up, if you will. Yes. So uh, I can't remember what the what the original question was, but uh, I think you were you were talking about um, about I think we started off talking about critical thinking. Yeah, there's, right. There's, there's been this assault in the church that critical that critical thinking is somehow against God. That it is. Yeah. That that that. Uh, intellect is uh, is is frowned upon. That you got to go with the spirit, flow with the spirit. Your mind. And you Forget can't about say anything teaching. about what the pastor is teaching. You can't ever right. question the teaching of the right. shepherd. But but all throughout Scripture, particularly in the New Testament, we see uh, this appeal to the Christian. And we also see examples of the Christian examining not only themselves, but they're, they're examining the scriptures. Um, for example, um, let's take the Ethiopian eunuch, for example. He was sitting and he was reading, and he, uh, I think, I can't remember who the apostle, uh, apostle was that came up to him. And he asked him, did he understand what he was reading? Yeah. And he said, he said how can I... Understand unless you know I have someone to, to explain it to me. He broke it down to him, and he he received understanding, and he then went on to become baptized. Uh, yeah. We see the Apostle Paul in Athens. He's reasoning from the scriptures with all of the people in the square from all these diverse philosophical backgrounds. He's he's, yeah. he's presenting the gospel to him, and he's he's contending with them. Um, we see. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, we see, we see, we see the Bereans. How the Bereans went back and checked everything they heard Paul teaching. They went back to check. Yeah, and they were they were they were described as being more noble. So they were given special recognition for having that kind of character, for going back and checking to see what the things that Paul was saying, whether or not they were true. Right. So. So this this kind of uh, attitude has been devalued in the in the church world, and I think that this is a direct uh, 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 attack or ploy from from Satan himself. That he that he is, he is the one yeah. who is behind. He is the one who is behind this. He's making yeah. people think that. Kevin? Yes. Yeah, I lost you there for a minute. Yeah, I think I think the devil got mad right right when yeah, I said Yeah, twice uh, already. Twice <laughs> already. I, I I lost my connection. <laughs> and then you just lost yours, I know. Well, so yeah, one one thing that I found very interesting mm-hmm. um about your video 
especially was the comparison between Eddie Long and David Koresh and Jim Jones. Right. So. Okay, so then, um, so Eddie Long, well, well first of all, David, well, David Koresh was, uh, a lot of people uh, probably are not aware or familiar with David Koresh. And this is another issue as important uh, is that a lot of people in the in the church world do not have a, per, a perspective of history, meaning and I, I say that they have short-term memory. So you have yeah. people who are constantly coming into, they're coming into the faith, or maybe they they are in the church, but all their world is just pretty much consists of what happens in the church, all their friends are in the church, you know they don't really have that much concern about what's going on out 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 in the rest of the world. So yeah, there are a lot of Christians. When I say the name David Koresh, they have no clue who David Koresh is. Wow. If I say, if I say Jim Jones, they have no clue. clue no clue. They think Jim Jones is a rapper because you know there's wow. a rapper. Named, there's a there's a rapper named Jim Jones. Oh. And in all in all seriousness seriousness. So they would know about that Jim Jones before they would know about the Jim Jones wow. in Guyana. Uh-huh. But uh, Dave, David Koresh was the leader of this this religious or it was a cult called the Branch Davidians, and uh, out in Waco, Texas, a real bad situation happened with that where the FBI they set the building on fire and yeah, that you know, was and bad. a lot a lot of a lot of people died. But Jim yeah. Jones is Jim Jones was the leader of uh, this organization called the People's Temple. Back in the seventies, uh, he oh yeah, that was a weird, weird man. Yeah, he basically he mixed up some. Uh, uh, he took a lot of his congregation from I guess California. They went to Jonestown, yeah. Guyana, Guyana. Uh, so a lot of bad stuff happened down there. He is responsible for the um, one of the largest uh, mass murder suicides in history. And basically, what happened was that he convinced these people that. It was time to go home, and he mixed up some like some Kool Aid or like some punch, yeah, with some cyanide in it, and convinced these people to drink it. And you know the expression of drinking the Kool Aid. This that right. expression that expression comes from what happened, and got Jonestown Guyana with Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah. And J- Jim Jones. So the tactics that they use that they, that these people use, um, they they have to do with um. Behavior control, so four things, behavior control, thought control, emotional control, and information control. Yeah. So, so, these, so these men were, were masters in, um, in employing various tactics to enforce this kind of, kind of control. So, so, for example, um, you know, when I was talking about Bishop Long, some of the things that he was doing um, – he was uh I talked about how he talked about how he has this anointing. He said he has an anointing that he can share with people. Okay. He's yeah. making he's so this he also went on to say how um he used this analogy between uh uh Elijah he compared himself to their prophet Elijah. The oh. relationship between Elijah and Elisha. Yeah. And he was using that relationship to compare himself to like him being Elijah and those people that he were ordaining 
that his relationship was equivalent to that kind of relationship. And he was make he was so he was you know telling them that he was basically giving them power. He, he said and there were several things that he said that were very disturbing. Like example, he uh, one thing that he said was um, he was telling these people to call him father and. Oh uh, yeah, and, that was really frightening. Yeah, that another was very thing, frightening. He was saying. And the that, thing is, like you said, there was there was people standing there. They looked like they were in their late sixties, maybe even exactly. early seventies. Exactly. And they're allowing this man to stand up there and to tell them to call him father. That right. was really creepy. I talked about uh, one thing. I talked about was Eddie Long's physique. Eddie Long is a, a, a bodybuilder. He has a he has a bodybuilder's physique. And yeah. You ask anybody who knows anything about bodybuilding, it takes. Uh, serious dedication takes a lot of time and effort to 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 be in the gym. To I mean, hours in the gym on a daily basis. And I was yeah. pointing out to people that Bishop Long is, didn't just is not didn't just build his body just on a whim. He's not doing this for physical fitness. He did this. He has to project a certain type of image. He has to project a, an image of dominance and power. And yeah. this, is, this is part of this is part of the 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 way that he is able to um, to to, secu- to 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 enforce his authority. Um, in in because you know people when they see a person who is has attributes of power, they have big muscles. They're maybe they're tall, or they have a uh, a convincing type, a special kind of voice, like Bishop Long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When they wear certain kinds of clothing, uh, you know, they have uh, important people in their congregations following behind them. Uh, you know, all of these things are are um, help him to maintain uh, his authority control. And so like Jim Jones, for example, let's go back to the seventies, compare Jim Jones, same example. Jim Jones had politicians following yeah. him, uh he had politicians helping him out. He had a lot of influence in this community because he helped poor people. He he fed people who gave people he had a lot of people that were following him because he quote unquote did good in the community. Yeah, yeah. So when people were saying you know that this man there's something wrong with this man. Nobody believed them until it was too late. Oh yeah. Now, now I'm I'm not necessarily saying that this is the case in Bishop Long's, and I'm not prepared to say that Bishop Long's church is a cult. But there, as I mentioned, there are several things that he that he does. Like later uh, later on in the video, he was talking about how how. He, he was saying how the higher up he goes in ministry, the less freedom that he has, and that people. Oh think yeah, that, yeah. He was talking about how he can't. I can't go to the mall. I, I can't oh, yeah. go to the mall like you can, and everything I say is scrutinized. He made it seem like he was just oh, suffering for Christ. I know. I know. Oh, really, I know. And he was telling oh. these people. He told these people that you know you share. He said you share in that now. Oh. He Aww. said he said that God calls you to he said you can't have a regular family life. He said God oh, calls you really? he said God, I, God I have a regular you. family life. I have a I I 
have a regular family life. Well, well, Ben, I'm he's, sure well, you he's, have a regular family life. Well, he's, tell, he's telling them that they can't have a regular yeah. family life. Now, I don't yeah. know. Now, who is now who is he supposed to be that he can tell people what kind of family life is? Yeah. But you know, so this is this is another tactic. He's telling them people outright that they can't have a regular family life. That there are things that they can or cannot do. He's telling them what they are expected to do in the name of being associated with with his with his ministry. Yeah. So, so your family, uh, you, you can get you can leave your wife or your husband behind and your children, and uh, just follow me. Well, that's basically that's basically what he's saying. He's saying you can't have a regular family life. He's saying that you know that basically he's saying that it's going to cost them to 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 call him to 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 follow him. Yeah. And he, as a matter of fact, he another point in the video he says how you can't wear my anointing by yeah. holding on to your <laughs> by holding on to your stuff. Yeah, because yeah. When I lay hands on you, this is you getting rid of your stuff. Yeah. And putting on, basically putting on his anointing so that they can flow in whatever he says to make sure that the things that God spoke get done. So it's, as you watch this whole thing, you, it's very disturbing. I walk people through it. I walk people through step by step so they can see. And I have not had one person come on here to, to to challenge or dispute anything that that has been presented. And that's wow. really that's really kind of odd cuz most of the time when I do videos somebody's going to come on there and say, "Oh, I took him out of context or I did this or I did that." Yeah. So people have been silent on this and it's very this is very odd. <laughs> yeah. So, um well, it was very timely. Uh that video was very very timely. Uh, so I think in this situation, though, that with the fact that the charges came forward in such a public way and now the financial disclosures, I think somebody's really praying you know, that this whole yeah. situation comes um, down. You know, you know I, I, I pray for, for that, that congregation uh, almost daily. Um, there, have, there have been too many things that have happened um, for, for for people to see by now, um, you know, if 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 not for his teachings for what decades now, if that's not enough. Now we have scandal after scandal, and he may be he may be innocent, or he may have nothing to do. But the point is, the way he is responding is not even is is not a person. Uh, he's not behaving as a person of character. He's not taking no. responsibility. It's almost like he's ducking and dodging and placing blame on other people. Um, and, and, and that, in and of itself, should should be uh, should open some eyes. Well, I that in and itself, it's like you said, if they if they were if they were thinking correctly. They would be mm-hmm. saying, "Wow, I, I I have to hit the door over here if this man doesn't repent." And uh, anybody can accept someone if they truly repent, and you know that they're really mm-hmm. sorry. Right. Uh, but for somebody, he is arrogant. Is that he's right? I I agree. O- only thing we can do is just pray and keep 
preaching the word, keep putting the truth before people, and, uh, you know, we can't make people accept it. The only thing we can do is what God tells us to do in terms, of, uh, repro- in terms of preaching, reproving, rebuking, and uh, and whatnot. So, I think, yeah, correcting, uh, is it with all long suffering? All long suffering <laughs> and all and doctrine. But the thing is, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we have uh, a voice, and God's allowed us to have this wonderful instrument of the Internet to be able to reach as many people as we're able to reach because in the world system of the church, people don't really know who we are. We're not famous people. Mm-hmm. But God's allowed us to have a voice for these end times, which is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see so many wonderful discernment ministries coming forward. And uh, it just always makes my day to know that there's people like you and the other people out there that are earnestly contending for the faith and trying to make a change and uh, to stand up for the truth of the gospel, which has been so precious to us uh, for what the Lord has done for us, yeah. and uh, we can't ever forget that. It, it's, to me, it seems like uh, there's going to be more trouble for Eddie Long. Uh, I think that God is trying to get his attention I'm hoping that this lawsuit does not get settled out of court. I'm hoping that these young men will not take the money mm-hmm. and uh, be quiet. Um, I, I would, I would, I would agree with you that if any way the truth comes out, so that uh, hopefully it will drive Bishop Long and those who have supported him, uh, that will drive them to repentance. And um, and and that you know people are be able to, will be able to finally be healed. Um, uh, so however that happens, uh, and however the Lord chooses to move to to accomplish that, I am I will be praying. Yeah, because I know that, that they're they're saying now yeah. that uh, with the lawsuit with the four young men that they're in mediation, which. The uh, press made it look like, okay, they're in mediation, so they're trying to settle this thing without going to court, well, but everybody well, does normal, mediation. That's a normal part of the process. Right. Everybody goes to mediation. This thing, yeah. they, I saw that story, too. They tried to make it seem like, well, this this thing is not going to go to court. Like, yeah. It, no, no it, it not, it, they're not, they could very well, easy, very easily go to court. Um, yeah. I mean, well, that's just, what I'm just hoping. Just the fact that it's that it's going into mediation is is an indicator that something you know something is going down with this with this situation. I mean, because if it's me and I'm innocent, I'm like, no, we're, we're going to court. <laughs> oh, right, we're going to court. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But that, of course, that's what he said that he was right. going to fight it. But yet. I know he would like to pay them off and let it go away, but I don't. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I'm hoping yeah. that uh, it, the truth will come out because there, it, the truth needs to come out. The truth it is does. always good, and uh, I think the fact that he admitted that he actually was staying in hotel rooms with these young men. Uh, mm-hmm. Billionaires don't have. I 
don't stay in hotel rooms with uh, other people. They get their own rooms. That's There's right. no reason why a pastor has to stay in a room with a young teenage boy. That doesn't make any in, sense. Checking in with an alias. Did you know? Did you know he was using an alias? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like uh, okay, that right. What you're saying about this whole cult dynamic and the comparison to David Koresh and Jim Jones. It's the people couldn't uh, when that was admitted to. They, can't they say to themselves, "Well, wow." You know, I wouldn't do that. My right. husband wouldn't do that. Right. So something is really wrong with this situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, but, you know but, but people don't want to think about those things. Uh, it, you know, it, uh, uh, I put this um, term on my, on my video called cognitive, cognitive dissonance. And uh, cognitive dissonance is a a psychological term which describes the uh, a, a phenomenon where where a phenomenon that they believe that happens with people who are under the the influence of cults, meaning that people have trouble processing. Um, Information and ideas that are that that conflict with um, with their belief system. So when a when a new or different idea that comes in that challenges what they believe, then they will they will reject it and try to find some kind of way to make it fit in with. What they believe, so I, I, I may not really be be describing it accurately, but but the, the one of the reasons that that that, that happens, it, it, it talks about. Um, I'm sorry, one of the reasons it happens is because of people have these um, issues with their self-esteem and their self-image. They're they're afraid to to be judged. They're afraid of failure. So yeah. So they don't want to. So, for example, just just to make it plain, if you're a member of Eddie Long's church, you've been there eight years, and these allegations come out. Uh, well, then you, your mind, you're going to struggle psycho psychologically to not accept this these facts or this information because. For you, for these things to be true, to be proved true, uh, it, it, it makes a statement about you that you have that you're a failure, saying that you have been in a church that has uh, been been part of some terrible things. Yeah. But, so rather than admit that to yourself, you would much rather block out facts and truth. So that so that's kind of like in a nutshell what what cognitive what this this term cognitive dissonance is dissonance yeah. is. So so and basically so once again we have people who are who are selfishly concerned about their own image and about their wants and needs over and above what Christ uh demands of them. Yeah, that's the amazing thing to me is is yeah. that because um, for me, if I was a mother in that church and 
uh, I would be very disturbed. I wouldn't stay there. I would. I, I can't understand it that mothers and fathers uh, didn't hit the door running, thinking that uh, their children could be subjected to being molested at their right. church. Uh, so, right. but it's it's really a sign of the times, and uh, it's amazing that in this. 20th century of internet and television and radio and all the information that we have, how uh, the devil has been quite successful in his deception and uh, how he's infiltrated the church and uh, tried to draw people away from Jesus Christ and the truth of Jesus Christ and uh, convince them to follow a man. So it's, it's... I, I, I highly recommend your YouTube video. I, I, I was very impressed, and I, I thought it was so important. It was an important message for the church right now. And uh, so I want to say, Kevin, thank you. I, I always enjoy talking with you so much. Thank and, you. I enjoy uh, talking with you as well. And I'm going to uh, hopefully be expanding this radio ministry in the next few months and uh, I look forward to spending more time with you God bless you Kevin God bless you too and And uh, yeah we'll be talking soon okay God bless you you. alright bye bye Bye. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and uh, this was a sobering message for everyone but I I encourage you to uh, go to uh, Kevin's YouTube channel. It's Not Your Typical Negro, or N-Y-T-N. And he has really some wonderful videos. Uh, They're not long, but they're packed full of information. So you can take the time to uh, look at these videos. If you have any questions about the church you're in or or about some of the practices uh, of your pastor, and you do feel uncomfortable, but yet you don't want to leave because you have friends there or family or whatever, but you need to uh, be strong in the faith and follow the Lord Jesus Christ above all else so that you're not deceived and you're not hurt. So um, I encourage you again to uh, visit the YouTube channel of uh, Not Your Typical Negro and... uh, Look at this information. So it it won't take too much of your time. It's simple and easy to understand. And that's what the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is. It's simple. It's not complicated. But uh, I do want to thank you today for tuning in. And uh, tune in next week for another program on Prophetic News and Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, also Monday evening I will be playing this program on the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. So God bless you all. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, he is a savior. He can save you. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and we all need a savior. That's why uh, God sent his son to die for us, to redeem us from our sins. And heaven is a real place. The earth is not our home. We're merely passing through here. 
but you can make heaven your home. You can know that you can have eternal life and that you can begin your life new. You can have a new life and become a new creation. And old things will pass away and behold, all things will become new. So give your life to Jesus Christ today. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to come into your life and be your Lord and your Savior. And he will. He will change you in that instant. I know what happened to me. I know what it is to be born again of the Spirit of God and to have a new life in Jesus Christ. And that life is available for you. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. God bless you. And please tune in again. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill A ruler and maker is the Lord God above Oh, I'm going to a city And it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city It lies four square The gates are made of jasper And I'll see Jesus there I'm going to a city on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there.